0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Bottom Line Show Live,
0: and today is Thursday. It's eleven eleven a.m., and I'm in beautiful Huntington Beach, California, and I'm your show hope host and producer for the Bottom Line Show Live, Dame Lillian Walker. And I'm so excited. We have today another TEDx speaker. His name is Jonathan Liu, and Jonathan is an ex-gang member, ex-drug dealer, and an ex convict. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, but it doesn't end there. Jonathan changed his life when he discovered the power of energy healing. Now, since then, he's had an incredible transformation, and he has had the ability to transform the lives of other people from all over the world. He's an internationally acclaimed expert when it comes to healing with sacred geometry, and he coaches both men and women into becoming the best version of themselves. And he uses something called sacred geometry. And with the sacred geometry, he eliminates, listen up here, he eliminates blocks energetically and emotionally that are stopping people from becoming their best versions of themselves so that they can basically have more success, more happiness, and more freedom in their lives. So rather than you hearing about him, let's hear from him. Jonathan, welcome to the Bottom Line Show Live. Jonathan, Jonathan, welcome to the Bottom Line Show Live. It appears that we're having a little technical difficulty. Jonathan, if you can hear us, I'm going to ask that you call into the studio dashboard. I do see you here, but for some reason we don't have audio, so please call back in. Anyhow, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jonathan and what I know of him. I had the good fortune to, to be in a meeting with him that lasted uh, about eight days, where we were with producers, directors, pitch builders, keynote speakers from all over the world, and I had the great pleasure of getting to know Jonathan. He has an incredible background he has been doing uh one of the great things is that he had the opportunity to uh oh it looks like we've got him here on the dashboard. Jonathan, can you hear us now?
1: yeah, oh, I there can hear we you. go can you hear? fantastic.
0: Perfect. Welcome to the Bottom Line Show Live.
1: Thank you, thank you. How are you doing, Lillian?
0: We are doing absolutely fabulous here, and I realize that you're not in California right now. You're out of state now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm in uh, Sedona, Arizona at the moment.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I was just telling our audience and listeners that um, I met you at an event where we had uh, producers, directors, pitch builders, and keynote speakers from all over the world. And I had the good pleasure of spending about a good eight days with you as well as the, re- the rest of the group that we were with. And um, I'm so excited to have you on our show today. So, Thank you.
1: It's a pleasure being here.
0: It, it Well, it, the pleasure is mine. Well, would you tell our listeners a little bit about where you grew up, uh, you know, a little bit about your family, and so we can kind of uh, get to know you a little bit better and connect?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So kind of where, you know, I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley. uh, That's out in Southern California. And I come, you know, I have two Asian parents. Um, I am Chinese. And just growing up, we had, you know, it was very, you know, my parents valued education a lot. My dad actually went to MIT, and my mom, she went to the University of Taiwan, which is one of the most prestigious schools in Taiwan. So growing up, I was, you know, I was studying a lot. I had a lot of these after-school programs, um, and it was just all about education, getting good grades. Um, The one thing at home that we didn't really express a lot of was emotion. So for me growing up, like, we didn't really say I love you. We didn't. Hug a lot, we didn't really do a lot of those things. it was more just about studying and get good grades and as i you know as I got older, I actually went to a uh, a private boarding school, and that was kind of the first time I tasted freedom, so to speak, because I was living at school and I was kind of doing my own thing and I started dating uh, started dating girls, and I was dating this one girl her name was sarah and you know, Sarah and I, we we're, were doing good, and I, I remember it was the summer of 1999, and I had these big plans. I thought we were going to get married and go to the same college and all this stuff, but uh, she had a different plan. She ended up uh, wanting to break up. And I remember just never being able to, um, how do I put it, handle that kind of emotion. It was like the first time I felt heartbreak. And it was devastating for me, and i I didn't have anyone to talk to once again at home. My parents didn't really we didn't talk about that stuff; they just kind of said, you know it'll you know time will heal everything and um it it really didn't it didn't I thought it did, but it it didn't. I became very angry. I started not caring about school and grades and ended up basically convincing my parents to take me to a public school. And when I went to public school, I, I took a different path. I started experimenting with drugs, and then I started selling drugs. Um, eventually, I ended up joining a gang. And from there, it was just kind of the, the gang violence escalated very quickly. Um, it started from fist fights, and then it was knife fights, and then pretty soon, guns were coming out, people were getting shot at. I've, I've lost friends through gang violence and it was just, I even, yeah, it was, it was bad. It even led to the police raiding my house, um, you know, not just once, but three times. So it was, it's, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy for a while. So. And yeah, go ahead.
0: Wow. So I was going to say, it sounds like, you know, it's interesting that you're, um, that you're the way you're expressing this. What I'm really getting too is that you had a lot of emotions that had not been dealt with and bottled up, and you were not allowed to express them in your family the way your family was um, set up. And so when you had this really catastrophic event, really because to to be heartbroken, you know, here you know you think you're you have you found the woman of your dreams and she's breaking up with you. Uh, that coupled with the fact that you had probably a lot of other emotions that weren't as, um, as big, but now something as big right. as this that really rocked your world and brought you in a, in a deep place of anger and resentment that led to this really rebellious behavior, which, right. which I'm sure your parents must've been, um, just dumbfounded, you know, cause it's the antithesis of what they stand for. So, you know, I'm sure it must have been extremely difficult for them, but it must have been perplexing for them, not having a clue. How do you, you know, we don't have a textbook on how to figure this out, kind of a thing. So go on. No. I, I, I'm, I'm really riveted by yeah, your story. Yeah, there's no
1: no instruction manual for for no. dealing with this. You know, and it was yeah, it's you're you're absolutely right, Lilian. It was uh, it was very. It was that was the you know the breakup was kind of the the catalyst of me just kind of exploding because that was the only emotion that I ever witnessed was anger. And that was kind of my anger and my rebellious behavior came from that. And so it was, I want to say, so for several years, so by the time I was basically by the time I was 24, so here's kind of the timeline. So at the age of 16, I started selling drugs, started experimenting with drugs. By the time I was 17, I was in a gang. Um, by the time I was eighteen, it was the first time the police raided my house and By the time I was twenty four it was an accumulation. I was in and out of jail and prison multiple times um, and I finally finally, the last time that I actually got out and stayed out was back in two thousand and seven you know and and kind of one of the one of the biggest Triggers for me that wanted me to change was I remember, um, and and it didn't happen immediately, but it was the first time that my house got raided, and I remember the police coming in and you know banging on the door and open up. We got a search warrant, and the whole the whole thing you see in the movies it, it happened just like that. And I remember sitting outside in handcuffs on my front porch, and as I looked through the doorway, I saw. Isn't hard for me, but I saw my parents walking down, being escorted by the police in handcuffs as well, and that that was the moment. Your parents were also handcuffed? Yes. Yes, because the first time they Yeah. That was the the point where deep down I was like, This is this is not the life for me. This this isn't for me. I mean being raided is, is horrible and getting everything tossed and you know, an invasion of of privacy, really, but, yeah, of, of everything, it was when I saw my parents coming down in handcuffs, and that was, that was when I knew something had to change. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do,
0: oh. but
1: I knew that this wasn't what I wanted.
0: You must have practically died inside when you saw it, because I'm sure, you know, one thing, it's amazing how, how, you know, we as human beings, we're kind of funny creatures, because, um, there are things that we do, and there are consequences that we are willing to take, and there's a there's a incredible amount of pain that we're also willing to endure, um, uh, either by accident or self-inflicted. But to see either your parents, you know, if you're a parent, your child. But in in yep. this case, you're talking about your parents. It's like okay, you know, because you, your parents are law-abiding citizens. They're they've basically yep. been you know status quo, Ivy League highly educated, yep. well-respected, and so, you know, here you're you're acting out, you know, you've got these issues, and you're willing to, you know, put yourself in peril, you're willing to go to, you know, obviously put yourself in painful situations to the point where you get jailed, and you're like, okay, so, so you get, you know, handcuffed, so what, you get arrested and so forth, but to now right. have your parents be taken right. away and handcuffed, I'm sure there's no way, I'm like, my stomach went cold when you said that. I can't imagine. And that's not even my parents. So right. for you to have witnessed that, that must have been beyond life-changing. It must have been. I can't even imagine what you must have felt in that moment when you saw your father or your mother or you looked yeah. either of them in the eye.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was heartbreaking. It's, it, was, it was really bad. And here's kind of what I, I want to put out there, too, because I noticed this also um, with other at-risk youth. You know, I've spoken at juvenile, juvenile halls and detention centers. And what I did at that moment was, you know, I felt it. And the only, you know, as, as bad as I felt, I didn't know how to deal with it. And the only way that I knew how was to escape through drugs. And that's kind of what's going on. And it's, it's a cycle. You know, it's, we feel wow. these things. And I see it with these kids. I say, you know, it's, you have to deal with these things. And, I, and when I talk about parents and mothers and think about, you know, your mothers and your, and your fathers, and, you know, what they say is, you know, I don't, what they say is, I don't, they just block it out. They don't deal with it. It's like, I don't, I don't even think about it. I don't, I don't talk about it. I don't think about it. And I think that's a very serious issue. People really need to face kind of those emotions. And I'm not saying just with the atrocious, I'm saying just in general, whenever we have emotions, we're in a society that has taught us to, to hold it right. in, not to express it. And, and that's kind of one of my messages to share is that, you know, it's okay to feel. It's okay to express these emotions because that's how we heal.
0: Yeah, so and, and, and I'm, exactly. I'm glad that you're, you're pointing that out because I'm, I'm sure there's obviously a fragment of the audience and uh, listeners out there who are going to think, oh, well, you know, I don't have an issue with drugs. Oh, I don't have an issue with stealing. Oh, I don't have an issue of rebellion with my parents. But you ultimately, you know, everyone... You may not be rebelling, um, you know, everybody is rebelling against something in some area of their lives. And you, you oftentimes, you know, maybe the cops haven't taken you in handcuffs and put you in jail, but some of us are in self-imposed jails because of the exactly. way of our thinking, and, but because of what you're saying. You're saying that, you know, most of us have been taught not to allow ourselves to feel some of these negative emotions. And that Mm -hmm. creates an internal incarceration where you're, you're jailed up inside. You're not free. And you're saying that the gateway is to, you know, feel those ugly emotions and let them come out. But there's obviously a way of doing it the right way. So continue on.
1: Yes. Okay. So perfect. That, that leads me into, so after getting out, um, In 2007, I I really didn't know what I was doing. I was lost, confused. Um, I I wasn't involved with the gang activity much anymore, but I just, I was still drinking. I was still getting high, and that was pretty much all I was doing. And I got off parole in 2008, and I remember in November of 2008, I was introduced to an energy healing modality called uh, Theta Healing. And I didn't know what it was. I really didn't know what it was. My mom had said, Hey, do you want to go to this you know, this theta healing session with, with her friend Joanna and I said, What is it? And she said, She didn't really know it, but she said it could help. And I thought, Okay, why not give it a shot? So I go and I remember it was Joanna and her son, Derek, um, fourteen year old son Derek, and they to describe Theta healing it's I would say it's a combination of both spirituality and therapy. Kind of, it's asking questions, but it's also using intuition to to guide those questions. So I go in, and, and they're talking about things that I'm not very familiar with. Um, they're talking about muscle testing. They're talking about um, our belief systems, and I, I wasn't aware of what belief systems were at the time. Uh, and they started just asking questions and. And the session went well for about an hour, and in about hour and a half or so, I remember they they asked a question. They got me to talk about my friend Simon, who was shot and killed um, about five years prior to this. He was 15 years old, and um, and here's here's kind of the woo woo part of it. It was kind of it was it was very powerful, but some people may not understand it. But there's this one part of the session that I'll, I'll never forget, it was when Derek, uh, Joanna's 14-year-old son, after I talked about Simon, he says to me, he says, John, I think, um, I think your friend's here and he has a message for you. And I just oh my God. I froze. And I sat there and I just, he looked me directly in my eyes and I just, I listened and he said, it's not your fault. It's not your fault and just immediately the, the tears just fell from my face and just i just started crying. i just started bawling and i cried and i cried and i don't know if he was there if he wasn't there but those words i needed to hear those words because i was ni- i was at the time i was 19 he was 15 and uh, you know i had felt responsible because i was leading him on this new path and and i took a lot of responsibility even though I wasn't there when it happened, but it was really big for me. So I cried and I cried and I cried and it seemed like 15 minutes of just nonstop crying, but it was more like three. It was more like three. But afterwards I just felt this, this, like I felt 30 pounds lighter. I saw light at the end of the tunnel where before it was just all darkness. And from there, um, Joanna said she was teaching this beta healing class and asked if I wanted to go. And I said, you know what, sure, why not give it a shot? And I went and I learned the technique and I just just really got in tune with myself and I started realizing a lot about myself that I didn't even know. Um, I had gifts within me that I didn't know I had before. And, and afterwards, it's just my life transformed. Um, I ended up getting clean. I wasn't using uh, drugs anymore. And I, was, I, I met my wife, Bridget, uh, who you met at, at the event we met at. And, you know, we, and really it was just a whole healing process. I graduated from college. It took me nine years, but I finally graduated. Wow. And I got my first few jobs um, working in hotels and resorts and that was really big for me because I'm a double felon, so getting any job was, was good for me, especially the front desk of a hotel and resort. Um, I, I ended up in uh, real estate investing. I, I did, um, yeah, just, just my whole life kind of transformed. My and, and here's kind of a really, really big one, was my relationship with my parents improved I mean, dramatically, a thousandfold, where it's you know from no communication, no expression of emotion to now we are very close. We communicate. I tell them I love them all the time, um, and we hug, and you know it's just it's it's beautiful. And um, yeah, since then it's just been uh, I've been continuously learning, been continuously on this path of spirituality. And I've found a a new energy healing technique, which is the sacred geometry. We call it uh, Geo Love, and it's 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 just amazing because I've helped so many other people now that you know that for some reason something always seems to be blocking them, and just going through one session with me, they they've had just amazing results.
0: That's absolutely incredible. So it sounds like, you know, it's it's fascinating how the energy of life has moved you in this direction where, you know, really your greatest challenge has been converted into your greatest gift because you were open and ready for the change. And, you know, you could have very easily have said, you know, at, you know, out of continued rebellion to your mother when she invited you to that theta healing, you could have just right. said, nope. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to have anything to do with it. Just, you know, if mom's saying, you know, go here, right. uh, don't want to have anything to do with it. But, you you know, obviously you were in a place where you were open. You were willing to check it out. And mm-hmm. who would have thought? I mean, there's no way you could have known when you accepted that invitation that, that that day, that that decision that you made was going to radically change change your life forever.
1: Yeah, I had no idea had no idea. And I was, yeah, and I love how you pointed that out because that's the first step to any type of healing process or growth is, is to be open. It's
0: to be open. You have to and, make that and I'm decision. so
1: grateful, yeah.
0: Talk a little bit more about that theta energy healing. I know that, you know, we have beta, theta, alpha waves in the brain. And um, does is that tied whatsoever with this energy healing?
1: Yes. Yeah, so basically theta is um, I use... So theta was the foundation of my energy healing. So all energy healing really is is what I like to call intuitive healing. I believe that we all have gifts within us. We all have intuition, mm-hmm. and um, I, I believe talking with you, Lillian, we you've had some stories of where you just had a gift. You just have a knowing, or you have a feeling, and you just kind of go with it. We call it that gut feeling or good mm-hmm. vibes versus bad vibes. Um, mm-hmm. And what what theta really did was it helped me awaken that part of me, that is intuitive. And, you know, so Theta technically is a brainwave. Um, Accessing Theta is when you have the REM sleep. That's when you're technically dreaming. So on a conscious level, we tap into the Theta wave. And once you're in that Theta wave, you have access to your subconscious mind, which is kind of where, you know, all the beliefs that we have that we don't even know are there or the blocks that we can, we can ask ourselves what, what blocks we need to remove and we can tap into that. And so this was kind of my foundation. You know, I, I learned how to tap into my intuition. And once you learn how to tap into your intuition, you're able to really identify the blocks. And you get a lot of those aha moments, you know, where you realize wow, I didn't even know I, I believed that, or I didn't even know that was in my, in, my, you know, in my genetic makeup, so to speak. But for example, I'll give you an example. So for me, it was a lot to do with money, right? I had a lot of stuff with money. And it was kind of weird because growing up, I always had food in my stomach. I always had a roof over my head. Uh, my parents made decent money. But here's the thing is my mom would always tell me, always tell me as a little kid, she'd always tell me, oh, we don't have that much we don't have that much. You know, I'd I'd ask to go buy something and she'd say, you know, you think we have a lot of money? We don't have that much. So how I interpreted that and how that basically manifested into my life is no matter how much money I had, it was never enough. If I had $5, I couldn't buy the $10 item. If I had $10, I couldn't buy the $20 item. I remember I made, uh, my first real estate transaction was $20,000 and it wasn't enough. You know, I spent it immediately and I, you know what I mean? It's, so it doesn't matter how much money I made, I would continuously have that lack or that scarcity mindset. Wow. And so, w- yeah, so with the theta, it's able to, you're able to pinpoint those things and you're able to reflect on your life of what's been going on and how it's affected you. And then once you realize that, the beauty of it is once you realize it and you take ownership of it, that's when you can change it.
0: Um, that's when you can change it. When, what, so as soon as you have the awareness of it even, even being there, that's, that's it. Yes. Game over.
1: <laughs> yes, that's and the first And then you obviously step. know. The, mm-hmm. Yes. So step is one is that, that step is that awareness. Is that awareness. Once you're aware of it, right, once you're aware of it, then you can, you can make a conscious decision to change it or you can dig deeper to see if there's any more blocks. So this is kind of where the next piece comes in. So there's three pieces here. One is the mental blocks, right? Those are the beliefs, the self-imposed limiting beliefs we put on ourselves. Usually growing up, something happens, we say, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, or we get made fun of, I'm not pretty enough. All these kind of beliefs, limiting beliefs come up, right? I can't afford that. Those type of things come up. The second piece to it, there's an emotional tie to it. So usually when working on a client, we'll dig back into when did you start feeling this way? When you stress out about something, when you have, like, deadlines to meet and you're stressed and you have all these different things, I always ask, well, when did you start feeling that? And it usually dates back to a time when they were younger, you know, uh, five, six, seven years old. And it usually has to do with parents or whoever the motherly and fatherly figures were in that person's life. So there's the emotional piece. So you have the mental piece, the limiting beliefs, and then you have the emotional piece, which is really the, you know, that's, that's really deep, too, because if you have feelings of unworthiness, then, you know, you have guilt, shame, fear, anger, and those are all things that will cause you to act in a rebellious way as well. And then finally, the third piece, this is kind of where the sacred geometry comes in, is there's an energetic piece as well. So this is kind of hard to explain because you can't see this. The best way I can explain it is if you imagine putting, like, imagine taking a a shower right in the bathroom, and then you have a mirror and it's kind of foggy, right? And you put your hand up on the mirror. What happens is, I want you to imagine putting this hand up on the mirror. Half of that's going to be on your hand, the back of your hand. Half of that's going to be the belief, that's the mental blocks. The other half is going to be the emotional blocks, and you can remove those. And once you do remove those, you know, it's more clear. Your life does become better. But there's also, if you put your hand up against the mirror and take it off, you'll notice there's still an imprint, right? It's like it's still there. And that's what I call the energetic piece, where most people will never realize that it's there. And that's where the sacred geometry healing comes in, where I come in and clear it really deep on the energetic roots, and that wipes that slate clean. Wow so that's kind of yeah, so that's what we you know that's that's what I do for for my clients, and um, you know it's it's kind it's kind of crazy uh, what happens for them because different results happen for different people of course
0: well and and it's interesting because as I'm listening to your story it it's it, one of my ahas that I'm getting is that because you were willing to um, you know, obviously you you knew inherently that something had to change. You accepted, yes. you decided that you wanted, you didn't know how. Uh, right. And like most of us, most of the things that we want to do in life, you know, we don't know how we're going to accomplish them, but we've decided, okay, I'm going to, whatever goal it is, and in this case you wanted to change the circumstances of your life, so you decided, I want to change. It's like, okay, now you're looking for clues or, you know, what's the next step? So that. that First thing was that decision. But as you allowed yourself to feel these negative emotions and recognized the issues that you had with this anger and this resentment, and that was allowed to surface and come out, it sounds to me like because now, you, uh, are, are, now you're complete where you're not only allowing yourself to feel positive emotions, but now you've embraced these negative emotions that you were denying, that that automatically increased your tuition and probably balanced your energy to a certain degree.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I definitely feel a lot better and I, I believe in frequency and vibration. I believe that, oh, and I believe in law of attraction. I believe when we raise our vibration in our frequencies, we attract the things we want into our lives. And And I love how you mentioned that because that's another really strong message I'm trying to put out there is that when you follow your heart and you follow your gut, even though, it doesn't make any logical sense, mm-hmm. things will happen for you that, that you can't even, you, you don't even know, like you can't even imagine. Like I'll give you a perfect example. With you on the radio show, just, you know, just a couple of days ago I've, I've been having some, you know, I'm, I'm still human so I still have certain issues that I have to deal with. And one of them is I attract a lot of people into my life who who tend to take from me they, they take a lot of my energy or they want my help they say they want my help but they don't really you know they don't really want to do anything for themselves and I had to mm. just kind of cut some ties with some people and as soon as I made that decision literally the next day <laughs> no literally the next day this was just this was just a couple of days ago and then the next day you you messaged me and I'm, I'm here on the show so I, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very strange because I'm also worried about, you know, I still worry about money sometimes. And the biggest. Yeah, because you're him. You know, like the biggest thing for me is I, I uh-huh. realize when I don't worry about it, it comes in. Yeah. But I don't know how it's going to come in. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of the, the strangest yeah. thing. You know,
0: I am so glad that you actually talk, are, are bringing this specific thing up. Because that's one of the things, uh, one of my best friends, uh, her name is Kathy, Kathy Lee, and I've got another one named Tammy, but um, about, I want to say it was about two years ago. And it was, it was literally January 2014. It wasn't in 2015. And I remember very distinctly that um, Kathy Lee and I, we were noticing that there were you know things, we had a lot of great things that were happening, and then all of a sudden we had a slowdown. Mm-hmm. and um and and her, she's very intuitive as you know I consider myself to be pretty intuitive as well and we both kind of looked at each other and we were like we we need to we need to energetically and spiritually we need to like do a massive cleanup and we have things that are there's energy we could tell that it was energy and it wasn't anything else that was keeping us from moving to the next step because we went from everything flowing like it was like unbelievable where it wasn't There was no effort. We were just like in this massive flow, and then all of a sudden, it was like somebody turned off the lights. And um, it was like the third week of January, and we both decided the first thing we were going to do I remember telling Kathy Lee, let's go through our, our contacts in our cell phones, and anybody in our cell phone that either we don't like or that we don't feel has a good energy, let's delete them. Let's start with deleting those contacts from our cell phones. Um wow. that took a long time because wow. I have like I had like six or seven thousand contacts, so you can imagine. Oh, and she wow. probably had about the same too. So we started with that and then but we were intentional. So for days We just deleted, 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 and we would you would get whatever work we needed to get done, and then any idle time that we had, we were deleting, 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 deleting. And they're like, oh my gosh, like her and I, we go, oh my gosh. You know, there are some people that you know, you meet them and everything is fine and dandy, and then later you reveal that their vibration or their energy is not a good. It's like, you know,
1: right. Right, they show exactly. you who they really
0: are, and you're like, you don't want to have anything to do with them. So you like, oh, my God, right. I can't believe I still have this person on my cell phone. Yuck. You're like, delete. And then right. other persons, it's just it, you know, it wasn't a, a, a really horrible negative thing. But the bottom line is we cleared thousands of emails and thousands of contacts in our cell phones. And I'd say not even a week after we cleared all that out, boom, we were back in the flow again.
1: Awesome. Just that one simple that's, action
0: of deleting those, because you know everything has energy.
1: I'm I'm getting goosebumps as you're saying this, because like wh- right when you said deleting the contacts, I got goosebumps, and then right when you're saying it right now again, I'm getting goosebumps again. Like this is mm-hmm. I need to do I'm that because I'm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good, thank you. Yeah, that's that's definitely validation. Um, I need to do that myself. Wow, that's a great great tip. Thank you
0: yeah we don't we don't think uh that that's um significant. we're like, ah it's like what difference does it make it's in your cell phone? Oh, it does make a difference and yeah. uh you know I can not only prove it to you but to our listeners and and uh and whatnot um Dr. Emoto did a famous study about water, and oh, his yeah. water involved you're I'm sure you're familiar with it where he took the word yeah. love, he took the word hate, he also took yeah. the uh the image the symbol of a swastika. The, the molecule, and yep. It, mm-hmm. And then he froze the water that was, that were in those mm-hmm. glasses of water. He froze them, and then he analyzed what the water crystals look like under the microscope. And because mm-hmm. words, as you know, word, the spoken word, the written word, it all has an energy to it, and it has power. Yes. So, of course, the water crystals, that the one that had the word love, it was this beautiful, intricate, delicate, symmetrical snowflake. It looked like a snowflake under the microscope. Yes, and snowflake. it was absolutely yep. stunning. And yep. the one with the word hate was all jumbled and ugly and slurry yep. and gross. It was. It didn't have any symmetry, no order to it, and it was just sludgy looking. It didn't yep. look like a crystal at all. And slimy, then the one yep. with the swastika, <laughs> slimy looking. And the one with the swastika, <laughs> um, uh which is not even a word, but again, because every, mm-hmm. you know, the intention of the swastika is obviously a negative one. When you look right. at that one, the same thing, it was all sludgy, disorderly, no symmetry to it. So if you, you know, everything is thoughts, vibrations, it's energy. If you think about the contacts in your cell phone, those are made up of words. Mm-hmm. You had an intention, you, know, you went ahead and you put those uh, people's names and so forth, and those people's energies are attached to their contact information in your cell phone or the emails in your emails and so forth. So by you intentionally recognizing that and now going forth and cleaning, because the whole idea was to clean up the energy in our environment and around us because we're responsible for the energy that we give out and that we Mm -hmm. let in. And that's what you just did. You cleared a little bit. Can you imagine if you did a massive cleaning you did a little bit of cleaning energetically and spiritually, and then boom,
1: yep, yep, then we were a vibrational
0: That's... match you got it's funny because I just got your name just came to me, and then I saw um a text message from you, and I'm like, "I need him next on my show
1: <laughs> <laughs> and boom it it's, happened and yeah. it was like
0: effortless
1: it's awesome how it, how it happens and it's it's just amazing it's the same thing with i don 't know if I told you my my um sedona story of. You know, this is kind of, it, it wasn't clearing negative energy. It was more about following your gut, following your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I got here, and this is this ties right into what we're talking about, is mm-hmm. it's, it's all about energy, was I, I don't know why. I, I saw this guy's program. His name's Oliver. my friend's Oliver. And he, uh, and I didn't know him before, but I saw his program, and he was, he, was, he sells a, a he, basically he teaches people how to, book high-end clients and I was kind of interested and I saw his program and at the time I wasn't really you know I was like I don't really need this and a few days passed and he sent out one of those oh it's going to end at midnight emails and I thought of one of these marketing urgency gimmick things and I don't know it was like 11 o'clock at night that night I was like you know but just because he did that I'm not going to buy it and then (laughs) and then that night at 11 o'clock I don't know what happened something in me said just buy it. Just buy it. And I said, ah, "All right, fine." So I bought it, and and I watched it. And the content was pretty good. It was, you know, I, I thought, "Okay, cool. Some some good stuff." But nothing. I didn't. I didn't really think I was gonna implement much of it. Um, but then the next day, he opened up the group. He opened up a group to, to you know, to just kind of introduce ourselves and, and we had our own private Facebook group. And I introduced myself, and I kind of quickly gave my background, and was very open about everything. And I told him a little bit about theta healing, and and what was crazy is he messaged me right after and was like, "Hey, tell me more about this theta healing thing." And he told me he did crystal healing and um, sacred geometry healing and, and other energy healing oh. modalities. And it was it was yeah, and it was really crazy. And we started chatting, and he's like, "You know what? Why don't you come up to Sedona?" And I'm Wow! Uh, what? Okay, so I came up and we, yeah, it was this was amazing. This was like right before. This was like the beginning of April, so right before Profit Point And came he he showed me the sacred geometry and we just kind of you know talk about energy and vibration and frequency. We just matched on an energetic level and he taught me the he did the sacred geometry healing for me, which completely shifted my whole, just my whole internal makeup of what I thought about money. And within three weeks, I was able to book my first, you know, really high-end client, you know, where it was a $4,000 package where before I'd, I'd sell like $100 an hour type deals. And it's just shifted completely since then.
0: Well, as I'm sitting here, because we're talking about not only intuition but following the vibrations and, the, you know, the hits that we get, as I'm speaking to you, I have a guest, I have a gal who's a medical intuitive who also is a radio show host and producer on the East Coast Who um, not only does this incredible intuitive medical energy work um, But the hit that I got is I need to connect you to um, Eva her. Uh okay. I'm sure she's going to want to have you on her show But I'm sure that there's a lot of things that you can do um, with her as well So okay. I, I just had cool. that strong feeling as you were telling me this I'm like, oh my gosh so it's interesting, if you think about just the last seven days, where you were seven days ago and where you are at this very moment in time, the fact that you made certain decisions, the fact that you cleared certain energy and how certain things have unfolded, you know, uh, they talk about coincidences. I call these God incidences. They're things <coughs> that, yes. you know, because you're paying attention, you know, yep. statistically it would be impossible to have these many coincidences in a row, you know, these yeah, are little yeah. miracles.
1: yeah. God incidents. I like that. I I call them divine appointments, but I I do like God incidents too. Yeah.
0: That's exactly what they are. They're divine appointments. So I, you know, not only you, but our listeners also have heard that. I've committed to introducing you to Eva, her. I'm sure I'll introduce you to other people too, but that's the one right now that just hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to put you in connection with her because you guys are in the same healing modality. Not the same healing modality, but in the same healing industry i guess uh and And both medically intuitive and um and she has like i said that incredible radio show she's published some incredible books but i think that would be a great match and you you never know what collaborations might be born from these things just like you know with your with your guy that you talked about oliver here
1: yeah absolutely cool thank you
0: you're quite welcome well, we have probably uh, – we're coming close to the top of the hour. I know that you have okay. a lot of exciting things coming up um, over the next year, and uh, you have offered to our listeners a uh, an energy session. Can you tell our yeah. clients – or can you maybe share yeah. uh, maybe a recent sure. example of somebody who went through that experience and what it was like and what they can expect before, during, and sure. after? Sure.
1: So, yeah, absolutely. So we can take um, – so what I'm offering, though, just to be clear, I'm doing a diagnostic session. So in the diagnostic okay. session, what I'll do is I basically scan. I'll do a scan for what chakras has the most blockages that need to be cleared out um, during that, you know, for, for their full, what I call an energetic reset. That's kind of the next step. But I'll do a quick scan, basically find out what the most, you know, it's kind of like going to the doctor and, and getting a diagnosis of what needs to be done. Um, So I do that, and then what I'll do is I'll also cut the cords, and I'll do what's called a quick clear, which is just doing a quick clearing of all the chakras, and I'll also give them tips and tools how they can keep it clean and keep it clear. Um, And that's that's usually a $97 value, but that's just kind of diagnosing it. It doesn't go super deep. The next step, if they want to continue, would be an actual energetic, what I call an energetic reset and an emotional detox. So the energetic reset really clears it out, really deep. And just on the energetic reset alone, um, you can take Jimmy from Malaysia. He was uh, he's about 30 years old, and when he came, he was kind of skeptical. And after I, you know, did the energetic reset for him, literally within 24 hours, he received a $200,000 investment because um, he does he does uh, international forex trade. So he received $200,000. Yeah, just some, you know, just I don't know, you know, I don't know how it happened. It's just these things happen. Um, Valerie, yeah. she's a real estate expert. Same thing. I did the energetic reset, and on this, like, five hours later, she was locking in $5,000 deals. I think within 20, 24 hours, she had locked in $12,000. Now, they didn't close, but they had verbal agreements. So I can only say that she had locked them in, but I don't know if they closed or not. That's incredible. Um, yeah, and that's like financial things. There's also uh, Ling Ling, my my wife's aunt, uh, I guess my aunt-in-law, I guess you would call that. Uh, but uh-huh. she, I worked on her, and she was able to finally bring up, speak her truth for the first time in 10 years because she was going into business with uh, her her sister, my mother-in-law. And there was, you know, they had been in business 10 years ago, and there had been stuff that had never been said and after this, you know, after the energetic reset, she was able to finally speak her truth for the first time in 10 years. And that, you know, really opened up uh, a communication channel between the two and their relationship is better. And they just had their first workshop in Taiwan. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. So it ha- everything happens different for her for everybody for depending people. on right exactly and it depends on what people want too what their intentions are so it's for yes yeah, so, so for your audience yeah I want to offer the diagnostic session for you know and they can uh, you can reach me at uh, there's, there's two ways you can reach me you can go to my website um, okay. which is www.speakingofjohn.com that's uh, S-P-E-A K-I-N-G-O-F-J, John without the H, and that's dot .com. Um, or you can reach me at, uh, you can call 626-636-1116 and just leave a message. It's my voicemail machine, um, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can.
0: And just so that our listeners know, we have the website posted on our radio uh, show here, the broadcast description. We'll also have the phone number. Also, you're normally, your home base is Irvine, California, is that correct?
1: Yes, I was. I I, I come from Irvine, but right now, so it's it's kind of funny because I came out to Sedona and kind of just came out here, and there's no, official plan of am I staying here for long-term, short-term, I'm I'm really tapping into the flow right now. So I'll be out here okay. for probably about three months and then okay. kind of see where it goes. I want to keep, you know, I just want to keep in the flow and, and I just want to be able to, to go where I want to go. And that's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's kind of an experiment, but at the same time so far everything's been going well. Everything's been, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting how the universe supports you when you're following your your intuition and your heart. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well, and I have a, a, a strong feeling and I have a, a download that you're going to be doing a lot of traveling the rest of this year, uh, coming off the heels of not just this, this experience that you're having currently in Sedona, but also coming off the heels of the last 60 days that, you know, from the meeting where we met and uh, mm-hmm. a few other things that are coming forward, I have a feeling that you're going to be your calendar is going to get, I mean, you've, you're already pretty busy, but I think it's going to go up a notch where uh, you're going to have to sort, sift, and separate, you know, who you uh, deal yeah. with. So, Mike, Mike, one question absolutely. to you That's... is when people do, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I, was say, I totally my... agree.
0: Yeah. My question to you is about the the session. Is that something that you do face-to-face, or is it something that's done, like, over Skype or a Zoom session or Uvu? Yes,
1: I could do How either either or. Either or. Right, right, right. Um, face-to-face, if you can, that's great. But if not, uh, I prefer Skype or Zoom versus just the phone call. I, I like to, yeah. you know, see who I'm talking to, and that's probably the best way.
0: Fantastic. So basically, you can, anyone from anywhere all over the world can contact you and they can uh, take advantage of this beautiful gift that you're willing to uh, give them to have this diagnostic testing. Sounds like this diagnostic testing is similar to like a blood test where it tells you, you know, all sorts of information and then based on that, you can give them, uh, you know, some some tools to take action immediately that will benefit them and then for them to have a complete healing. You know, if, if people want to move further from beyond that initial diagnostics, what would that look like?
1: Um, so that would be the energetic reset. And what that includes is, and um, what, what we do is the full energetic reset where I, I scan the entire, you know, we, w- once we find the diagnostic, what it is, then we dive deep and clear out er- everything on an energetic level and after that I will receive messages and I'll tell them what was cleared out. And usually what happens is I'll see images and I'll basically interpret the images and then ask questions from there. That's the energetic reset piece. And what I throw in, well, I wouldn't say throw in, but also accompany with me is my my wife who does intuitive healing as well, and she does the emotional detox. And she's really good at just having those deep kind of emotions, that we've been holding, she's she has a way of bringing those up and out. Um, and that's included. And that's normally $597 for that whole reset. Mm-hmm. But for you guys, I can do it for 300 if that's if, that, if they want to move forward. But right. That's excellent.
0: Um, I would love, I know we're coming down to the wire here, but uh, uh, we don't have enough time to get into a little bit about I know that you shared with me a story about you and Bridget, and how, you know, with I know as a direct result of your applying both you and her the theta energy healing that you had Mm -hmm. um, certain issues in your relationship that could have very easily, you know, gone awry. Um, But because Mm -hmm. you have you're empowered with this energy, you know, this um, modality of, of energy healing that you and her were able to apply it. I would love to. Uh, have you come back to the show and have us do uh, a show just spe- specifically on that? Because there are people out there who sure. can apply that and relate that to their relationships and so forth. And I think that would be monumentally beneficial.
1: Yeah, and and I'd, so, I'd love to to invite Bridget on the call as well. that be we can yes, would that that, that would
0: be that was that would absolutely work. I think that would be beautiful because I think that was so, so insightful. And it was uh, you know, it was just very inspiring to hear you two talk about how that whole situation unfolded. I'm not trying to be a tease here with the audience. I'm legitimately, you know, I was hoping that we would have time to address that on the on this call and this uh show and there's no way we can fit it in. So to do it justice, I would like to have another show dedicated just to that because that's there's quite a bit of information that, you know, can be shared just from that and um you know, people don't Absolutely. know that that even exists, and that's a, that that's even possible. So I think it would be very healing. So, Jonathan, it's been an absolute delight. I don't know if you have parting words for our listeners.
1: Uh, the only thing I'd say is follow your heart. I know it sounds cliche, but it's it works. That's true. Fantastic. And thank you so much, Moving On, for having me. I, it's it's been a pleasure, and and I'm I'm really honored to who have been able to share my story and my gifts with uh, you and your audience. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for joining us at the Bottom Line Show Live. We air at 11.11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you have heard our incredible TEDx speaker guest, Jonathan Liu, Theta Energy Healer and Sacred Geometry, would we call it Sacred Geometry Therapist?
1: I'm calling it. Uh, yeah, you can call it just of geometry healing. Um, I call it geo, love. We geo call it love. Geo love.
0: Geo love expert. So there you have it. And this show is being recorded. You can always access it on our show link here. Thank you for joining us today. And peace and love always, Jonathan.
1: Yes. Thank you. Peace and love to you as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Bye bye.
1: Okay. Bye bye now.